0: Boss babes. Hey! I don't know if we could say boss babes anymore. Why not? I think it's I think it's Chugi. I can't remember. Oh my god, I forgot that <laughs> one. No, it's girl boss. It's girl boss. Is Chugi I don't know. Oh Megan. yeah, that makes sense. My sister's probably listening. She can she can provide some much needed context. Whatever. It's you know. It is what it is. I have made peace with my Chugi self. Yeah,
1: why not? I think after a certain point you just become uh, out of touch yeah no one is up on every trend at every genre of their life
0: yeah you hear that zoomers you ever heard of fucking banana milk
1: I'm just at the point where it's like just let me have a side part in skinny jeans (laughs) I'm at the point of just just let me like I just (laughs) lost enough weight that like skinny (laughs) jeans look decent so like let me just have it (laughs)
0: please please. this is all i have right Um, (laughs) whatever i i see i don't look good with a middle part so naturally
1: no i got bangs so that now yeah yeah,
0: but so i got bangs and i'm like oh well now it's in the middle (laughs) yeah now there's no middle the bangs no the bangs Um, the bangs differentiate
1: the the part that's not what the episode is on today this is
0: not on this is not on the struggles of being a twenty-something millennial. No, but um, um, though it could are, be,
1: we are we're going to need some levity because uh, the 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 topic that we have today is uh, probably going to affect every person at some point. I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say so.
1: Yeah, because we're talking about crowd danger in light mm-hmm. of the Astroworld tragedy. Uh, definitely not the first and unfortunately will not be the last one of these incidents. Um, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how to keep yourself safe in a crowd and uh, the history of crowd-related uh, incidents. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, it did come about because of the Astroworld tragedy. We're, I was thinking of possibly choosing it as one of the topics for the So You Want to Know About series
0: but ah, we decided
1: haven't. yeah decided against it and um because like the details surrounding it I I mean obviously we're going to be talking about some of the details but um it's just very uh it's very unfortunate and the fact that uh, Travis Scott is not taking responsibility for what happened is just it's a huge bummer all around and it's just not worth like going in circles talking about like how much of a piece of shit he is, Um, so I thought I would make this more of an informational episode.
0: Um, I love that.
1: I know, uh, before we get into it, obviously, is this going to be a light trigger warning for claustrophobia? Um, Okay. If you have claustrophobia, it's probably going to be pretty uh, pretty much of a bummer to listen to this, because um, there is a lot of talk about um, very, very close situations, as you can imagine. Um, but I know for me personally, I have been to many, many shows where it was touch and go with the amount of people in the crowd. And as I was reading through all the details of like what to look for in a dangerous crowd situation, I was like, check, check, check. Yep. I've been in every single one of these. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's scary.
0: It can be. Yeah. I mean, I've been in similar situations like, like with the big crowds or whatever and especially like if you're by yourself like one time i went to a concert with my sister and shit was getting rowdy and my sister is the I'm bravest like little foot. toaster she's four <laughs> foot ten well I'll, no you know what we'll tell i'll tell you exactly wh- what we did we went to this concert which she wanted to go to but she was too young to be allowed to go by herself
1: so you were you the barely older chaperone
0: I, I mean, I'm four years older. I'm old enough. Still, I mean, she's older, more emotionally mature, but like... <laughs> four years older is still barely older chaperone. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was barely... She was like 16. Okay. So she was old enough to go, but like, you know. Um, Catholicism. Um, but so she couldn't... We couldn't go... Like, we couldn't go separately, so we went together. And immediately, she's just like, all right, peace. Yeah. And I was like... Uh, okay, okay. I I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I said, she's she's the big sister with energy. Yeah. Um. And and so then people started moshing, and I got scared and dipped. But one dude kept trying to throw me into the mosh pit and was like, as I was like oh, trying yeah. to get out. This was Tyler, the creator. Which, if okay. you know me. That's really not my scene. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say that's not really your vibe. I would really, like, not at all my I don't vibe. Really guess, um, unless you ask my parents and my sister needs somebody to take her to the show, in which case I'm a huge fan. I know a song, um, and I like he. Uh, th- this dude kept pulling me back into the mosh pit, and. These girls finally saw that I was like trying to get out and grabbed my arms and pulled me out as he was like grabbing the back of my shirt and trying to pull me back in. Uh-huh. So I get out of the mosh pit. Long story short, I ended up making friends with like some of his friends in the VIP thing, but I didn't know that they were his friends and it was a whole thing. So I was fine, I was chilling. Yeah. But my sister made friends with a member of the Southern Connecticut State University football team who was there and sat on his shoulders the entire fucking time. Right. And this dude was a goddamn tree of a human being, as tall as he was wide. And she just fucking like sat on his shoulders and survived the night that way because she's 4'10 say, and a badass. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would say in like. When we get into like the details of like dangerous crowd situations, that's probably one of the worst places. It it is because if you fall, it's not going to be good for you. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend sitting on somebody's shoulder unless you're way back in the back back of the crowd, like you're you have room,
0: right? Um, Because I was one of the youngest. Sorry, one of the youngest victims of Astro World wasn't yeah. wasn't that kid on Nine. their dad's I don't know, shoulders. I don't
1: I don't know all of the details of it. Like I said, I I didn't want to like make this an Astro World episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Um but
1: yeah, 9-year-old boy did pass away as a result of injuries from Astro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe I believe he was on his dad's shoulders when it happened. Yeah. Like w- like when everything went yeah. down. Yeah. That's terrible. But
1: yeah. Um but real quick, my my closest call, I would say, was I was in high school. I was at a Dave Matthews concert with two of my friends who had graduated. It was my first Dave Matthews show. And it was on Governor's Island. And it was the weekend of Hurricane Irene. So it was supposed to be three days. Uh, It was called the Caravan Tour. And it was supposed to be three days. Uh, Ended up, they were honoring every single person that bought a one-day ticket to the one day that they were having. Because the hurricane was coming. So yeah. They were like, we're canceling the, the next two days, we're having it one day, everybody come on Governor's oh Island god. in New York. Oh god. So they were supposed to you were there were supposed to be probably like fifty thousand people a day. Oh my god. It ended up being like hundred and twenty five thousand. And holy shit. It was like a full day, but Dave was coming on at the end. So me and my friends were there for Dave, like OAR was playing too which was amazing and everything oh, yeah. but there was like a bunch of other uh, acts but we were there to see Dave Matthews band so we stayed at the front of the gate where th- at the stage where he was going to be playing so mm-hmm. we stayed there for like the whole like five hours of the day and so we were like right at the like I I could have spit and hit him like that's how <laughs> close we were and it got to a point where like he came on everything was great we're like vibing whatever. And I turned around and saw that for probably a good, like, mile behind me was just heads of people.
0: Really? Because
1: it was, it was so surreal and so terrifying. And I was yeah. like, I don't know, what, 16, 17? Yeah. And uh, the two guys that I was with, like, at towards the end of the night, we didn't stay for the second encore uh, cause it was, like, a song we weren't, like, jazz about. So we were, like, let's dip <laughs> um, to, like, try to make. Because there was one ferry that you had to make to get.
0: Oh, off. shit.
1: So I was, yeah. like, let's go to the ferry. So they literally had to, like, grab both, like, grab me under the arms and, like, help, yep. like, pull me out. Because it was just beer bottles and mm-hmm. shoes and blankets and, like, everything that people had just, like, left a graveyard of just stuff yeah. that people had left. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can easily see that crowd had it gotten rowdy. I mean, I don't know how rowdy a Dave show gets. But, like, I
0: was whatever. about to say, I was like, no offense, but it's like.
1: I'm also, but, like, I'm going to get into, there are so many situations where you're just like, oh, this, nothing bad can happen here, and it does. So, yeah. let's get into it. So, according to Roger Hughes, a professional a professor of civil and environmental engineering at the university of Melbourne, about 2000 deaths occur each year due to crowding accidents. Shit. Yeah. Of those deaths, about half are the result of asphyxiation when crowds just become so dense, so dense that people simply cannot breathe. Yeah. Wow. Leo Benedictus of the guardian stated that between 1999 and 2015 crush accidents, uh, killing 10 or more people happened on at least 44 occasions or about one every four months. And that's an accident that killed 10 or more people,
0: not oh not one or two, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: So organizations like the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, also known as OSHA, promote guidelines to assist with crowd management, emphasizing the importance of proactive safety, planning to reduce dangerous conditions uh, caused by overcrowding and methods of handling massive crowd behavior to avert disaster. As we'll get into, the word proactive is the key word here because once you get into a dangerous situation, it's often too late to remove yourself from that situation. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's not going to be good.
0: Right. Um, okay.
1: So Shirkha Sharma, the space smart space group director of UK engineering firm Burrow Happold, says, quote, most of human behavior is very predictable because we are a very rational being, quote. This predictability allows data analysts to envision how people will move through a space and how that can affect, uh, how that can be affected by changes to their environment. Mm-hmm. Crowd psychology has been around since about the 19th century. In the 1980s, psychological findings were applied to riots. In the 2000s, it was mass emergencies. And in the 2010s, it's music festivals and large events. Now, crowd psychology is being used in more specialized emergencies, such as CBRN, which stands for Chemical, Biological, Radiological, and Nuclear Attacks. Okay. But it's only in the last few decades that there's been a major shift to seeing crowds as more than just a mindless mass of people, seeing more of it as uh, individuals than as the group. John Drury, an expert on the social psychology of crowd management from the University of Sussex says, quote, the crowd is as psychologically specific as the individual, end quote. Mm -hmm. Stephen Riker, a professor of social psychology at Scotland's University of St. Andrews, says, quote, the conventional way of thinking about crowd psychology is quite simply wrong. There is talk of stampede and panic, but stampede suggests that people cause havoc while running away. In disasters like these, the problem is generally that people can't move at all, let alone run away, end quote. But something special, but also potentially dangerous, can happen in crowds. And you've probably felt it while waiting in line for a big movie release or waiting for a band to come on at a festival. There's like this sense of community, um, and that can either help or hurt in times of panic. Riker continues saying, quote, Crowd psychology can actually make things better, leading people to coordinate better and even help each other in disasters. The only disaster, the only danger is that when people who feel part of a crowd may have a false sense of security in overly crowded spaces, end quote. So, I mean, uh, just using my example, uh, Dave shows again, I mean, I've been to like 15, 20 at this point.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So when I go to one of these shows, you're all there for the same reason you're you already have something in common with a huge group of people so you're already there to see the one thing um so when I go to shows we usually make friends with all the people around us being like because you're yeah. st- standing next to them for quite some time so you're yeah. like hey like where are you coming from how many shows have you been to is usually a big one what do you think he's opening with what's your favorite song blah blah, blah. pass weed around it's it's a sense of the big sense of community in crowded spaces.
0: Remember when we could do that? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: And, um, it gets, like, it, that's partially, like, a self-preservation thing, that if something were to go down, I know the, the people in my direct vicinity, like, hopefully Got your that, back. yeah, hopefully that kind of fosters a sense of community that, like, they would help me if something happened or whatever. Yeah. But, um... But that, like uh, Riker says, that can also lead people to a false sense of security saying like, oh, it's such like a crowded space, like assuming people are going to take care of you. You can never assume that. You always got to help mm-hmm. yourself. And it's the, the, uh, the mask thing in the, uh, in the plane. Once the mask drops, do
0: yours first and then help yes. your neighbor. Right. right.
1: Um, so according to Steve Allen, lead crowd... Safety consultant for crowd safety, which is the company, crowd capital, safety capital. Um, a crowd surge is when a large group of people tries to move into a space at once. And it can include a crowd collapse, which is when several people fall down and can't get back up. And those uh, behind keep moving forward, but they can't see what's happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alan said... Quote, when it goes wrong is when the crowd collapses and people behind them are going on top of the people in front of them who are already horizontal, end quote. He, can, he continues saying that, uh, quote unquote, shock waves can move through a crowd from excitement uh, and jumping, and that can also lead to people falling over. Mm-hmm. Every situation is slightly different, but at its core, a crowd surge is a space issue. Uh, G- Keith Still, who is a crowd science expert at the and a professor at the University of Suffolk says, quote, as crowd density, the number of people in a given area, reaches the point of everyone in close contact, the crowd can begin swaying. Any sudden movement in a high density crowd can result in a surge and a progressive crowd collapse, end quote. Okay. Still is head of GK Still International, which is a consultant agency that trains event organizers on how to spot danger. And he says that one sign that a crowd has become too dense is what he calls a, quote, field of wheat effect, end quote. And that's where people are uncontrollably swaying. Like you don't have, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have autonomy of what your body is doing. You, you have to sway with the crowd. Yeah. And he said an example is visible um, in online videos of a 2005 Oasis concert in Manchester, England, just before a big crowd surge rippled through the crowd towards the stage. Uh, So like on drone footage, you can actually see these people moving as one giant group. Right. And so there are two equally horrifying types of crowd accidents that can happen, and both can occur when the density of a crowd becomes greater than four people per square meter, which is about 11 square feet. Okay. Okay. at, the point, at that point, physics takes over and it gets progressively more crowded.
0: Yay.
1: The first type of incident is called a crowd crush. And that is when people are squeezed to such an extent that they can no longer inflate their lungs and die gradually of compressive asphyxiation.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yes. That is horrifying. And yeah. this generally happens in a confined area, usually when trying to get in or out of space. And no matter how calmly a crowd behaves, it can only fit through a narrow exit at a certain rate. Those caught in the back have a choice between pushing harder and waiting to die. Crowd crushes used to be thought of as a fluid fluid dynamics problem, but that isn't quite right anymore. When people are packed very tightly, they do move somewhat like a fluid, but understanding the dynamics of that kind of crowd isn't going to keep you safe. By the time a crowd is moving like fluid, it's already in danger. When crowds are not packed too tightly, that's less than four people per square meter. The individuals in them have time uh, to make decisions and to move around and they don't move like fluid. Think about like when you go to a music festival or you're in another crowded space, usually you're in a group of people and you're just trying to get somewhere, but you're also trying to stay together in a yeah. tiny little group. Sometimes yeah. you turn around after you forget something or you veer off to get food or to the merch table or the bathroom. You have space to move around and to be your own person. So if, right. you, were, if you were looking uh, down from the sky, everyone is going in different directions.
0: Okay. When mm. the
1: crowd reaches six to seven people per square meter, people are packed so tightly together that they are no longer individuals. If you were seeing it from up above, you couldn't pick out individual people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This can cause something referred to as crowd quake, and that's when physical contact between bodies becomes so intense that the slightest movement causes a surge of turbulence through the crowd. Similar to those that occur during earthquakes, these shockwaves cause people to fall and places them under the crushing physical pressure. People become unable to draw breath. It's often referred to as a stampede, but as we spoke earlier, it's not only inaccurate, but it's also insulting. Stampede implies that people caught in them have a choice but they don't and those on the periphery have no idea what is going on uh still simply put quote people don't die because they panic they panic because they're dying end quote
0: oh wow that's that's really insightful but also just oh god
1: because oftentimes if you're in one of those giant group situations yeah if you're up in the sky and you're seeing it you can understand what's going on but if you're stuck with 125 people uh, in your immediate surroundings uh, and more on the edges like you as an individual do not know what is going on
0: yeah you understand understand. you're
1: trying to go to a space but don't know what is behind you or in front of you oftentimes
0: yeah there's and there's no like you can't what's the word that i'm looking for you can know that this might be like what this type of thing that's happening what's going on but in the moment your 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 mind's going a million miles an hour you have no idea like oh this is what's happening this is what i should do blah. blah, blah. like it's it's not even like some people would call it i guess like mob mentality but it's not even that because it's just no because you're you're fighting to survive yeah. Yeah. yeah you're fighting to survive at that point and, and I think it, everybody you know, is fighting to survive.
1: I think it also cuts off your natural inclination between like fight and flight because you can't do either. You're literally just stuck. You're not given the option to do either. You're just yeah. in one space. Yeah. So the second type of accident is called a progressive crowd collapse. And that usually starts when one person falls over. Maybe it's from a shockwave. Maybe someone slipped or tripped on something. Now, the people around the one that fell are now denied a body to lean on, and they're still under pressure on all other sides, and they start to fall on top of them or are knocked over trying to help. This creates a larger hole, which even more people are forced into, piling high on top of each other until the pressure eases. Essentially, it's being buried alive by bodies.
0: Oh my god. Yeah.
1: A progressive crowd collapse often happens when a large crowd is moving steadily through a confined route. But... Why do these things keep happening? There's obviously, I've quoted numerous people that are experts in crowd psychology and crowd management, but these things keep happening. And basically, it's because no one's trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. Professor Edwin Galia of the Fire Safety Engineering Group at the University of Greenwich thinks they are even happening more frequently, saying, quote, not all of them get reported, but I think they are increasing." They're trying to service more people in less time, which means higher crowd densities, which Mm -hmm. is leading to increased frequency. More urbanization, I think that's the key thing, end quote. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get into like some some different incidents here, but India has had the most documented notable crowd crushes with 28 individual incidents. The deadliest human crush of all time with an estimated 10,000 deaths occurred during the first Jewish Roman war in AD 66. The most documented deaths with 5,000 occurred at the Pont de Baracas in Portugal in 1809. But the ones I'm gonna be talking about are um, all of the modern ones because there was a lot of incidents way, way back in like AD and like 1800s and everything.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But there are three major groups of incidents. The first is probably the largest section, and that's going to be religious pilgrimages. Um, and the deadliest modern incidents both belong to the Saudi Arabia uh, Hajj pilgrimage. Okay. The first being in, uh, on July 2nd, 1990, 1,426 Muslim pilgrims died um, during the, uh, in the pedestrian tunnel leading from Mecca to Mina. And on May 23rd, 1994, 270 Muslim pilgrims died. April 9th, 1998, 118 people were crushed on a bridge to Mecca. February 1st, 2004, a panic during the Hajj ritual at the Jamarat Bridge near Mecca killed 251 people. And I was Mm -hmm. reading more about this because this bridge came up a lot of a lot of incidents happening in this one area. Mm -hmm. And apparently... 500,000 people an hour go over this bridge during the Hajj.
0: Holy shit.
1: It's equivalent to the largest ever soccer crowd once every 24 minutes or the whole of Germany once a week.
0: Wow.
1: Yes. So that is the number of people we're talking about here for this.
0: That's a fucking, that's unbelievable. I can't, oh my God. Yeah,
1: after I read that stat, I was like, no wonder this keeps happening at this one area. Yeah. Because that's, how do you even control this many people? At this point, like, I don't think you can. Yeah. Um, so even just the next year after that, January 25th, 2005, a panic among Hindu pilgrims near a temple in India killed 265 people. August 31st, 2005, at least 640 Shiite Muslim pilgrims in Baghdad were killed when a railing on a bridge collapses during a religious procession sending tons of people into the Tigris River. January 12, 2006, a panic among Muslim pilgrims during a Hajj ceremony near Mecca left 345 people dead. September thirtieth, two 2008, at least 168 people were killed and 100 were injured when thousands of Hindu pilgrims were caught in a panic at a temple in India. September 24, 2015, at least 2,411 Muslim pilgrims died in a crush during the hajj in Saudi Arabia. And that's the largest crowd incident in modern history. Oh, wow. And, um, just last year, April 30th, twenty one, forty five 2021, 45 people were killed and dozens more were wounded in the panic crush at the monument. Morona, Morona. Um, it's in Israel. Okay. Um, the second largest group is going to be sporting events. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: uh, people will, if people are familiar with, um, Different crowd incidents. Yes, I'll be talking about the Hillsborough disaster. Oh, I was thinking about doing an episode on it, but I'm just gonna put
0: this here. So no, I'm I'm unfamiliar. I'm morbidly curious, I guess you could say. It it was a very big incident before. Mm -hmm. uh, Like
1: in a lot of articles talking about Astroworld, they do reference the Hillsborough disaster as well. Um, Before that, on October 20th, 1982, 66 people died in a crush of fans, leaving the UEFA Cup match in Moscow. May 28th, 1985, 39 people died in fan violence at the 1985 European Cup final between Liverpool and Juventus in a stadium in Brussels. March 13th, 1988, 93 people were killed when thousands of soccer fans surged into the locked stadium exits to escape a sudden hailstorm in Nepal. April 15th, 1989, during the FA Cup semi-final match between Liverpool and Nottingham Forest, a crowd crush incident led to the deaths of 97 people, some of whom died years after the fact as a result of injuries they sustained. Mm -hmm. At the time, the spectator grounds were organized into pens rather than areas with assigned seating. An influx of Liverpool fans into two of the pens led to a deadly crush, according to the BBC. In the wake of the disaster, South Yorkshire police place blame on, quote, drunken, ticketless Liverpool fans, end quote. The jury mm-hmm. of an inquest into the incident ruled in 2016 that the then-96 victims of the incident had been unlawfully killed and that fans were not responsible for the incident, according to the Guardian. Mm-hmm. The, the disaster eventually led to a number of reforms in English football, most notably conversion to all Cedar stadiums among teams in the, two, uh, in the top two divisions of the sport. That was the Hillsborough disaster.
0: Okay. Um, wow. Yeah.
1: Um, January 13th, 1991, 42 people were killed when fans tried to escape brawls at the Oppenheimer Stadium in South Africa. October 16th, 1966, 84 people died and 147 were injured as panic fans were crushed and smothered before a World Cup qualifier between Guatemala and Costa Rica in Guatemala City. April 11, 2001, at least 43 people were crushed to death during a soccer match in Ellis Park in Johannesburg, South Africa. May 9, 2001, at a soccer match in the Guyana capital, Accra, rowdy fans began throwing bottles and plastic chair bits onto the pitch when their team fell behind, and this led to the police firing rubber bullets and tear gas, which caused panic among the spectators. The stadiums constructed Construction led to a bottleneck that trapped fans, leading to 116 dying of traumatic asphyxia and 10 dying from trauma, Vice reported. An official inquiry into the incident blamed police for the incident and recommended changes to improve stadium safety. And then on January 24th, 2022, not that Damn. long ago, literally no. weeks ago, at least eight people were killed attempting to enter a football stadium to watch a 2021. Africa Cup of Nations football match in Cameroon and literally this one came up as I was like finishing up the article I was like checking dates and stuff and this one was added that's so it's still happening people
0: yeah I was gonna say we've learned nothing yeah like um, it, it's
1: and then obviously the third largest group is going to be concert festivals mm-hmm And on December 3rd, 1979, outside Cincinnati's Riverfront Coliseum, a crowd waiting in line to see The Who perform surged during a sound check with some people thinking that the concert had already started. People of the most of the tickets for the show were, quote unquote, festival seating, which I'm sure we've all had uh, experience with before. It's first come, first serve, general admission. So I was going to say
0: no seats involved.
1: That's there's no seats. Yeah, that's most (laughs) concerts and most festivals now. Um, and this left 11 people dead. I the incident that. led to the city of Cincinnati banning unassigned first-come-first-served festival seating, but only for 25 years. And it was lifted in 2004.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. February 17, 2003, 21 people were crushed to death at a stairway exit at the E2, which is a nightclub in Chicago, after pepper spray was used on an upper story dance floor. February twentieth, two 2003, stage pyrotechnics during a great white concert at the station nightclub in Warwick, Rhode Island, sparked a fire and killed 100 people and injured 200 more as they tried to escape. July 24th, 2010, 21 people died and more than 650 were injured in a crush in a packed tunnel that was the sole access point to the Love Parade Music Festival in Germany. And I was reading a little bit more about this one. And one of the experts that I uh, had quoted above said that, had somebody um, did, like, a little bit of, like, crowd physics for the show, they could have fit three times more people in that tunnel safely.
0: Wow. If somebody, yeah.
1: If somebody had done
0: the work. God, that's so infuriating. Like,
1: like when, you, when you're at, like, one of these festivals and you see those, like, little metal gates, like, set up, that is, yeah. like, engineered to be there. Supposedly yeah. engineered to be there for the safety of everybody. In one direction, out another direction, certain number of people at a time. Like, there's a reason why it's there. Right. But I guess for some of these people, they don't give a shit.
0: No, I mean, I think if we've learned anything in the past couple of years, it's that people are selfish and do what they want, but...
1: Uh, November 22nd, 2010, more than 340 people were killed and hundreds of others were injured during a panic crush at a festival in Cambodia. January 27th, 2013... A fire killed at least 242 people and injured 168 others at the KISS nightclub in Santa Maria, Brazil. According mm-hmm. to local authorities, the fire began on stage after members of the band flared a pyrotechnic device that ignited flammable acoustic foaming in the ceiling. Other reasons, for, yeah, right? Other reasons for the high death toll include a lack of emergency exits and the excessive number of people present. November 5th, 2021, that's the World Festival,
0: Mm.
1: According to Houston Fire Department Chief Samuel Pena, quote, the crowd began to compress towards the front of the stage and that caused some panic and it started causing some injuries. People began to fall out, became unconscious, and it created additional panic, end quote. More than 300 people were treated at a field hospital at the festival. At least 10 people aged between 9 and 27 died as a result. Uh, According to a source, after his show, Travis Scott attended an after party at Dave & Buster. The source went on to say that Scott did not know the severity of the situation when he arrived and that uh, no one, including the police, had publicly confirmed the night's disastrous events. When somebody at the party informed Scott of what had happened, he allegedly left immediately. I do not know. Whatever. I,
0: I, I mean, I can understand. No, I can't understand. I, I just, how are you on a stage... And I and I get that it's a little dark and you can't necessarily see everything, but you don't hear the people.
1: I don't know, because I mean, I've done like plays and stuff. And like when when you are on stage and like the lights are shining on you, like it is hard to see people out in the audience. I don't know what the lighting situation was for the festival. Obviously, he probably has those in-ear monitor things in so he can hear uh, the audio that he's singing to. Um, that might have something to do with it. Adrenaline maybe has something to do with it. I, I don't know the situation of him being on the stage. Um, but there, uh, I mean, we'll get into uh, details of, like, why he's still a piece of shit. Um, oh,
0: there's, because I was going to say there's more, because the fact that he, it, I take issue with the not knowing... Until at some point in the after party. I, I I also take issue with fucking Dave and Buster's like, that's where you're going to go. But never mind. Um, because Kylie Jenner, didn't she have like a she she's for those who don't know his partner. Um, didn't she have an Instagram story up that showed like Ambulance literally ambulances responding in the crowd? Yeah. And she ended up taking it down because like you're fucking tone deaf but how do you how do you not know like there's just i i'm sorry i'm calling bullshit i'm calling bullshit i just i think that yeah it was selfishness because the, you see all the time that there are people who are having panic attacks who are getting like trampled at crowds and the artists notice and go hey help that person like why yeah i don't, I don't know I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I mean, we we'll won't get
1: into more detail, but in his first interview since it happened with Charlemagne the God, it was posted to YouTube on December 9th. It's like almost an hour long. Scott maintains his claim that he had no knowledge of what was going on in the crowd until much later, saying, quote, I didn't know the exact details until minutes before the press conference. Uh, he continues to say, quote, it really hurt. It hurts the community. It hurts the city, end quote.
0: I mean, huh. you didn't know the exact details, but does that that doesn't mean that you didn't know that, like, it was happening. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Again, I don't care if he didn't know when it was happening, but he continued to be tone deaf throughout, like, oh, up yeah. until, like, today. He yeah. continues to not claim responsibility for what happened, but whatever.
0: Yeah, well, he, and he offered to pay. Did you? I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> he says
1: that he didn't hear people's screams for help saying, quote, anytime you hear something like that, you want to stop the show. I just didn't hear it, end quote. He also Mm -hmm. said the asteroid concert felt like a regular show to him and that, quote, people didn't show up there to just be harmful, end quote. Fan footage shared by attendees of the festival showed Scott appearing to encourage the crowd to participate in mosh pits, while several witness testimonies further detailed numerous people being crushed and trampled by one another in the crowd. After the show was officially declared a mass casualty incident, Scott continued to play for... A reported 37 minutes however sources close to the rapper have maintained that he not that he only found out about the severity of the situation quote hours and hours after the concert end quote but also like his pr people were in the audience right
0: or Probably. backstage? I, yeah or, I, somewhere they were on the, the scene he, they were he on was site not
1: only the person performing he was also the producer of the event
0: so yes
1: he should have been the key point man for what the fuck was going on in his Mm -hmm. show. Yeah. 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 So in the weeks after the festival took place, Scott was named as a defendant in over 200 lawsuits, which amounted to an estimated $3 billion, many of which alleged negligence and the encouragement of violence, amongst other claims. Legal filings revealed later that he had denied allegations made against him. Scott, via his attorneys, denied legal liability and, quote, unquote, respectfully, Requested that the claims made against him be, quote, dismissed with prejudice, end quote.
0: Oh, please. Yeah.
1: Shortly after the new legal document surfaced, a representative for Scott reportedly maintained that he, quote, is not legally liable, end quote, for the tragedy, and added that he'll likely file more dismissal requests as time goes on. In that same interview with Charlemagne the God, Scott suggests that the media was, quote, forcing responsibility on me because I was the face of the festival, end quote. Yes. <laughs> You are the face of the festival and you should be responsible. I mean, it's like, we're. Uh, Around that entire interview, Charlamagne the God literally says, Do you feel any responsibility for what happened? And he, like, skirts all the way around it. It's like, I feel responsible. Not even I feel responsible, but, like, there's responsibility to find out, like, how this can be prevented in the future. But, like, yes, there is. But also, do you realize you had a hand in what happened and you are directly responsible for 10 people dying?
0: And you are also responsible. It's this isn't like a act now apologize later situation. Like people died. You're responsible for as a producer of the festival, ensuring safety before it happens. Isn't that wild?
1: And also like there, um, I don't know if people are going to come at us. I don't know if we have any like, heavy crossover with travis scott fans but uh <laughs> oh, can you he imagine did, he did in like an instagram video like the day or so after he apologized like not apologized but he like uh he expressed concern for the family of the victims and stuff but he never in any of his like videos he never says
0: uh, like an apology yeah because that would mean he's admitting fault Yeah, I can see how his like lawyers would be like, no, never apologize. He has
1: an apology, but it's never a claim of like this happened at my show. I'm responsible for the things that happen at my shows. I take full responsibility and blah, 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 whatever. Yes, it's the
0: typical like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, Like,
1: yeah, and he uh, faced. Even more backlash when on November 23rd, photos and videos of a very casual Scott with a collection of A-list celebrities were out on a golfing <laughs> trip and just uh, fans accused him of acting like, quote, nothing happened. Uh, yeah. He also very tone-deafly offered people uh, affected um, a free month of therapy in a uh-huh. really disgusting brand partnership.
0: I was going to say, it wasn't even... It, not that it's not therapy, but like... It wasn't like, I'll pay for your therapy. It was like, if, oh, you can get free therapy if you use this thing and I use mean, code hashtag TravyPatty or whatever it is.
1: I mean, I'll go for them. BetterHelp, I have heard not great things Good about, things? No, I've heard not oh. great things about BetterHelp. And uh, I personally would not recommend them. I would not do an ad for them on this show. Oh, shit. I would say they're, like, if it works for you, go for it. I mean, to be completely transparent, I lost a lot of weight using Noom. I Mm -hmm. have heard very inflammatory things about new especially. (laughs) I do not think that it is for everybody. If you have a history of like eating disorder, you should not use that. I happen to, it just happened to work for me. It worked for you. Yeah. Better health could probably work for a bunch of people. Um, Again, 2022, the year of not yucking somebody else's yum. If it works for you, a hundred percent. If it's just a placebo, it's still working. That means it's working. Mm-hmm. So that's great. I personally would not put them out as a recommendation. And also that's, the fact wow. that BetterHelp decided to do this brand partnership, that's kind of shitty. To work, that's
0: That's really shitty. I will say, because my doctor actually recommended to me, um I haven't I haven't used it full transparency, but she because there' so many people right now who are seeking therapy. Um, I wonder why, Um, who are seeking therapy, though. And she said there are not enough therapists out there right now to take on this influx of people. And she recommended BetterHelp because she was like, while you wait, basically, for a therapist, Uh, like, this is what I would recommend. And um, it's just that's so interesting to me because I haven't heard anything about it besides, like, the occasional ad and now yeah. what what you what you're saying um but it's just like regardless
1: I mean, if, if somebody is in dire straits and that is the first thing that you have access to absolutely try it out like see if something's it works better for you. than nothing yeah, yeah something is always better than nothing but th- this brand partnership the- just it that Vicky. is it's just one of the things that rub me the wrong way yeah. um uh he also offered like you said to pay for the funeral costs of the people who had died but many of the <laughs> families declined saying yes. that the offer was quote an attempt to lessen public pressure rather than a genuine display of remorse end quote and that was that's like the perfectly worded i was yep. like yeah that's exactly what it's it smelled like so as a result of all the backlash scott's uh dior and nike collaborations have been postponed indefinitely uh Busch, bush which produces scott's own spiked seltzer cacti announced this month that it would be or last month that it would be discontinuing all products and brand development on the drink. No formal notification was issued but fans noticed that all of Scott's branding was removed from the game Fortnite and we were talking before the episode does he still have his deal with Burger King?
0: I I I think it was McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. yeah wasn't it, it, was it one of those burger Kings. But it, but I think it was like a temporary thing because oh, then so they it's... did BTS oh, okay, and okay, okay. there's the Sweetie meal. Yeah, Um, I I was
1: looking at all the stuff he was like, quote unquote, canceled from, and I didn't see any notifications. Like, what's your stance, McDonald's? (laughs) Like that Bo Burnham thing It's like, bugles,
0: (laughs) tell me where where you stand. First, first, the shake machine is broken. Is that yelling on my end? Are those my cats that are misbehaving?
1: Mine is Um, sleeping like a little angel.
0: Well, then, yeah, it's my, it's my demons. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's like, I don't know, man. I just, it's. I, I mean, don't, I don't like Travis it's deserved. I don't like any of
1: his music. I don't like him as a person. I don't like blah blah blah. Whatever. Also, I don't know. Him he enough. also allegedly faked a bunch of signatures on a Change.org petition to try to get his headlining spot back for Coachella.
0: Lol. Fuck no. The, mm, uh, that's a no for me, dog.
1: Peti- I read an article about it. it was hilarious. There was an, um this Change.org petition to like make sure that he can be the headliner again in Coachella and it had 70,000 signatures and then all of a sudden it went down to 5,000 signatures because somebody and like somebody reached out to like change.org and was like why were all these signatures removed and they were like oh they were fraudulent 60,000 of them were fraudulent oh my god yeah and now the petition has been fully removed but uh, I had heard what I had heard was that (laughs) Kanye West is going to be replacing Travis Scott's spot and he'll probably bring Travis yeah. Scott on.
0: Yeah, they're former brothers-in-law, technically, kind of, whatever you call it, but, like, yeah. damn. Damn. Our Haley, you got fucking, all the tea. they
1: fucking lizards-in-law.
0: The hot gods.
1: <laughs> That's fucking Illuminati bullshit. <laughs> uh,
0: Chris anyway, Jenner sees everything. You've got to be nice.
1: There's two other big incidents that I did want to talk about, and one of them was on December twenty fourth, nineteen thirteen. That's when someone falsely called out "fire" during a holiday party at the Italian Hall in Calumet, Michigan, and seventy three people were killed in the panic to get out of the building. Many of them women and children.
0: Oh my God! Uh,
1: this event is considered the source of the often cited limit to protected speech, which people will say you can't yell "fire" in a crowded room. Like that is like right. free speech, but you can't do that. Yeah. And so this is the incident. Um. And then uh, pretty recently, November 28th, 2008, on Black Friday, a crowd crush at a Long Island Walmart resulted in the death of a 34-year-old employee. When the doors to the store opened, the crowd had been pushing against the door at the front of the store and crashed into the vestibule. OSHA faulted Walmart for the woman's death, fining the company $7,000 that it contested for years after the accident, according to HuffPost. OSHA (laughs) confirmed to HuffPost in 2015 that Walmart had removed its appeal and planned to pay the fine. Following that, OSHA started issuing guidance to retailers on how to manage the crowds that came with Black Friday. And I'm going to say a Walmart. A Walmart on Black Friday. First of all, I have never been one to go out on Black Friday. No, you can't. Especially after COVID. (laughs) No.
0: But before, like,
1: like these crazy people that were like, like packing up the car like as you're like putting away thanksgiving leftovers to like go to a store like these poor people who are working there don't get to spend time with their families because they have to go to a fucking walmart and like open up so you can get like a poster like yeah what the fuck yeah it's 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 consumerism it is (sighs) fucking disgusting it is horrible it is criminal
0: capitalism is the true crime yeah, the truest it's... crime of all.
1: Yeah. So I'm not going to leave you without some, some knowledge. So this is what to do if you're stuck in a crowd. And Mehdi Mossand, who's a researcher of crowd behavior at the Max Planck Institute for Human Development and author of, this is translated from French, Crowd Study, What Crowds Say About Us, broke um, down tips to stay safe in a crowd. And here's a couple of those tips. Number one is to keep your eyes open for signs of danger. Once you're in a crowd and you start feeling the pressure, it is almost already too late to act. The best thing you can do is try not to push yourself into a critical situation. The thing is, most people don't realize that the situation that they're in is dangerous. We don't have this culture of being aware of the dangers of crowds, and they are very dangerous, as illustrated by all of the examples above. The most important advice is to be aware that there could be danger if the crowd is too dense around you. Number two would be to leave as soon as you sense the crowd is getting too dense. And if you start to feel uncomfortable, but you have time and some freedom of movement, just get away from the situation. It's something that people don't really have in mind. They're like, oh, I don't feel good, but the concert is nice. I'm just going to keep pushing forward and go towards it. But don't do that. If you feel like it might be dangerous, Move your, remove yourself from the situation you can still hear the music from the back of the crowd they're standing on the yeah. stage
0: nothing's gonna change all right yeah you're okay. still there you're still, you're still there. experiencing it
1: and honestly if you're closer to the bathrooms. you're closer to the alcohol you're gonna be great yeah it's gonna be a great time uh number three would be stay standing do not put a backpack on the ground Staying on your feet is important because if you fall, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to stand up again. It also helps others because if you fall, you're going to be an obstacle for your neighbors who are most likely going to fall in turn, possibly on your body. And if you think about it, the people who are closest to you are probably the people you went to the concert with.
0: So Mm -hmm. you're putting
1: yourself and all of your friends in danger. Um, And this will create what we have talked about before, which is a progressive crowd collapse. And you don't want to be on the bottom of this giant pack of people. Um, And obstacles can also be really dangerous. It could be a body, worst case scenario, but even just a backpack left on the ground could be an obstacle Mm -hmm. that increases the risk that somebody could fall on it. Number four would be lack of oxygen is the killer in crowds. So preserve space around your chest. When you're so densely packed that your lungs don't have enough space to do your job and to keep you breathing, That's the one thing that's super useful that people should be aware of. The problem in a crowd is going to be breathing. If you can maintain sufficient space for you to breathe, you're going to be okay. Put your arms out in front of you, uh, in front of your chest and hold them there. In this position, you would have some space, just a little bit, to push for half a centimeter or just one centimeter. Enough to keep you breathing. It's not going to be comfortable. You're not going to be feeling really good, but you're going to survive.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What was that? Five?
0: Sure. No, this is 5. Don't push.
1: Move with the crowd. In a crowd, everything is about chain reactions. When you push your neighbors, they're going to push their neighbors and eventually it's going to hit an obstacle. The pushing is amplified. It's going to come back to you. If you feel a push, do not push back. Don't amplify the wave. Go with the flow. It's not going to be comfortable. You're not going to like it. It's the best way to behave in this situation. Don't add pressure to the system. In the worst moments, you have multiple pushing waves at once And this is crowd turbulence. You don't want to be where two waves cross because the pressure from opposite directions can be very, very dangerous. Number six, avoid walls and solid objects. When we look at where the injuries and fatalities happen in tragedies, most of the time, they happen along solid obstacles. That makes sense because if you just go with the flow of pushing, the waves are fine. But if you're next to a wall, You can't go along with it because the wall is preventing you, so the wave is going to crush you against the wall, and that's where you don't want to be. Avoid obstacles such as walls, fences, pillars, a stage, a goal, et cetera. Anything Mm -hmm. that you cannot move through. Number seven, learn to detect crowd density. We spoke about crowd density earlier, and here are some thresholds to keep in your memory. Below five people per square meter, again, about 11 square feet-ish, is going to be Okay. It's not going to be comfortable, but it's going to be all right. Above six per square meter, it starts to become dangerous. Eight people per square meter, most of the time there are injuries or even worse. It's super useful to have a sense of that density, but it's not intuitive. Here's a tip. If you have no physical contact with those around you, the density is probably still under three per square meter, so all is well. If you're bumping against one or two people around you without meaning to, the crowd density can be probably around four to five people per square meter. There's no immediate danger, but it would be better to move away from the center of the congestion. If you can't freely move your hands to the point where it's difficult to touch your face, there are too many people and the danger has become acute. And I have been in countless of those situations.
0: Yeah. Countless. Yeah.
1: And I have, I, I'm guilty of uh, doing some of the, the bad things with this. I have pushed myself against a uh, guardrail.
0: Oh shit!
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously, I I would. My thinking was, if anything's gonna happen, I'm jumping over that guardrail. I'm getting the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, if you're on one of those flimsy guardrails and people start to push, that could fall. You could yep. fall. Not a great situation. Yep. Uh, last tip is, if a crowd gets unsafe, look out for others. A dangerous situation for you is a dangerous situation for all the all those around you helping behaviors and altruistic behaviors are kind of contagious in crowds and the same applies to individualistic or selfish behaviors if you try to help your neighbor they're going to try to help you and they're going to help their neighbors and if that spreads it creates a positive more helping atmosphere it's going to make things feel less bad so definitely helping behavior is something you should adopt in a crowd but also just you know in your life yeah yeah
0: Yeah. all right that wasn't mine (laughs) (laughs)
1: mine.
0: I don't know if anyone heard
1: him. But he did scream loud. It's almost cookie time. that's
0: why oh, he do love him cookies though, yes,
1: um, so that is all the info I have for you on crowd safety, and that's as the world starts to you know maybe <laughs> tentatively open mm-hmm. for some things, if everyone's wearing masks, you can maybe go to a place, yeah um, but everyone should be safe because we're just adding more events to this list. And again, like I mentioned some of like the bigger events, there's an entire list on like Wikipedia and different articles that is just countless incident after incident, after incident of like Mm -hmm. uh, religious pilgrimages and concerts and Black Friday incidents and just, just stuff that shouldn't happen yeah and obviously you're going to all these things to be happy like for religion for a concert for a sporting event like you're going there to have fun and we want to keep it fun for everybody so be safe
0: please like we would we'd prefer not to hear about more of these incidents i know that it's not a possibility but anything that can be done to prevent them it it's just it's really tragic, especially because like you hear about like a nine year old's life being snuffed out and yeah. or or there there's been there's been others where like it's just like somebody who was uh, like just graduated from high school or college or something like yeah. that i think was another victim and like often like you're given like
1: concert or festival tickets like as a gift yeah. or like as a big as a celebration it's not something you like I mean, most of us. It's not something you throw away money on. It's something that like is going to be uh, a big event, and this is a huge tragedy that should happen yeah. for something that's supposed to be so happy. Um, one last quick thing uh, on like a budding true crime thing that might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was reading like about the Astroworld tragedy, and um, like not only Travis Scott was given uh stack of lawsuits, but also, like, the organizers of the event and everything, mm-hmm. including Live Nation, and wow. Live Nation <laughs> is also going to be uh, doing a bunch of the work for the When We Were Young festival that's been floating around that everyone's seen, and we were just talking about this right before we started recording, and it's looking like a little bit of a Firefest Fest 2.0!
0: firefest Fest Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, man. It's gonna... As if the emos don't have enough to be sad about.
1: Be now we got to deal with
0: this. I mean, There's it's going to be Vegas. great. Memes. It's in
1: Vegas. It's not like it's on a deserted island. or It's something.
0: true. You'll find other things to do. But uh, I yeah. feel I feel for people because like they're dropping like three hundred dollars on tickets.
1: I want to see the show too, but it doesn't yep. seem legit enough to me. I'll be glad to see all the posts afterwards when it's over.
0: But. Mm-hmm. I'll right. watch people's Instagram stories.
1: Yeah, but we're we'll keep, we're keeping an eye on it. I'm ready for the docs to come out if uh, <laughs> if things start going south. But whatever.
0: Once they say job rules headlining, that's when I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway,
1: um, check us out on all of our stuff. uh, Our website is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com If you're there, you can find the links to all of our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also Patreon. You can support us on Patreon for as little as dollars, much as whatever you want. And there's perks at different levels. Like, you can hear this episode early.
0: Or you can have a hand
1: in what we talk about with our poll. Or you can talk to us face-to-face live uh, chat. Digitally. We're not coming to you, but like, (laughs) you can can live chat with us and you can see our cats and uh i'll be cross-stitching while i talk to you (laughs) and drinking tea um but yeah join us on patreon it's a fun time over there
0: yeah it's what the kids call lit
1: is that that chuggy
0: yeah that's one i don't even need to ask i already know the the like Two teenagers who listened to us, 110% just groaned as loud as possible. Perfect. I can hear it right now.
1: My cat just rubbed uh, so hard against my finger that like, I literally like, almost shoved my finger into the entire mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So um, with all of that, we're going to see you
0: next Tuesday. haley has got to see a cat about a thing. Oh. oh. I got to get a cookie. But I was going to say about a cookie. About okay, a bye. cookie. Bye.